fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to the Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and talking about the craft of creating stories for those who love to write them. I'm Sarah Fenlon Falk, author of two nonfiction works and the upcoming Sage Cheval series. Welcome back to the Storyteller Station, where we share stories and talk about creating them. I shared with you a little bit last time about why February is the perfect time for me to be starting a podcast about storytelling. One of my major life stories began on February 11th, 2015, and I actually wrote a book about it. So today, I'd like to share an excerpt from my first book, Finding Myself Facing Cancer. This particular section is the night before the biopsy, and in it, I'm wrestling with faith, fear, and just trying to make some sense of it all. At the end, I do find some peace. I hope this will encourage you and that no matter what you're facing today, that you too would find some peace. February 10th, 2015, the night before. So here it is, the night before, or at least it was when I started writing. I always have trouble sleeping the night before. The night before the first day on the job, the night before the big game, the night before vacation, imagination stirs the night before Christmas, the night before the important interview, or the night before the test. That's the one. For me tonight, it's the night before the test, exam, procedure. I'll be having a breast biopsy in 12 hours and I can't sleep. There have been so many thoughts and emotions swirling around inside of me for the last week or two that I can't even see straight. I'm not sure what to think or feel. I'm having trouble getting to sleep. I need to lay it all out here. In July of 1991, I was in the same situation, the night before the biopsy of my left femur at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, is a night I'm not likely to ever forget. We hadn't called ahead for reservations, so we found a little motel room just outside of Rochester. My parents and I were crammed into a tiny room with one king bed. The front desk personnel hauled in a cot for me, which at just five foot three I was still too long for, and my mom made it up for me. This was not acceptable to me, and I pitched a good fit about it. That night, showering before bed, Something snapped or broke in me. I wept or wailed or sobbed. It came from the very depths of me and poured out of my eyes and was vocalized through my cries. I was grieving, and I could feel it at the very core of my being. I've never felt anything quite like it before or since. It was as though my spirit, my very soul, knew the blow I would be dealt the following day and the difficult journey I was about, about to embark upon. When I finally emerged from the bathroom, my mother was crying too. She and my father prayed over me, spoke to me, 
and comforted me as only loving parents can do, and I did not sleep on the cot that night. Now, with all this cancer talk, I want to be clear. I hadn't been diagnosed with anything at this point. The procedure that I will have tomorrow, February 11, 2015, will identify the lump or mass that was discovered just over a month ago. But as I'm facing a biopsy and possible diagnosis, it's no wonder that I'm reflecting on a previous biopsy and its results. My world today in 2015 is quite different. I'm no longer a teenager, no longer in school. I'm married to a loving and generous man, and I have my four little boys who I miraculously birthed over the last five years. These boys are miracles because most of my chemotherapy drugs reported infertility as a side effect. Praise God for his grace and gifts. Not only do I have a family of my own these days, but I also have what I consider to be a successful career. I work from home part-time, which has afforded me the blessing of more time with my children. Time at home can be more stressful than being at the office or out visiting patients, but in the same respect, that is time I wouldn't trade for anything. My office is the place where I seek clients for counseling. I enjoy my private practice and am passionate about the work I do there. My day job is working for a home care agency as a medical social worker. I don't work for just any home care agency, but for a member of the national home care elite. That means we're among the top 25% home care agencies in the whole U.S. of A. It is important work I do there, and I have a great team to work with. I'm quite thankful for my employment opportunities. Also, It was actually just a year ago now, in 2014, that my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I wrote about that to express how I was feeling at the time. Let me just say that that has been quite a journey in and of itself this last year. This journey was made especially interesting since she chose to follow a holistic regimen rather than seeking conventional treatment. She's been doing very well, and her cancer count is way down. And now, it is I going through the process of trying to get some answers for myself with two unidentified lumps to be biopsied tomorrow. I've been struggling with this so far since the last time I had a biopsy, it was cancer. That doesn't inspire confidence. My friend Christy was praying with me earlier this week about all of this, and she used the phrase, girls grown tall, when stressing during her prayer just how much we need our Heavenly Father in and for everything. A vision of myself as a little girl with long hair and wearing a sundress was stuck in my mind. I could see myself hugging our Heavenly Father around the waist and looking up into his face, which was as bright and warming as the sun. In the same instant, I saw myself as I am now, with all the weight of responsibility and knowledge, just as needy and just as vulnerable as my six-year-old self. 
As I contemplated that image throughout the day, I wrote a poem that I've shared on Facebook and would like to share here as well. I could see my child self and my adult self doing all of the things mentioned in this poem. Ultimately, what I realized was that to our Heavenly Father, I am always a little girl in need of his guidance and care, things that he readily and steadily provides. It was a very reassuring and comforting epiphany for me. Funny that the realization of how vulnerable I am led to feelings of peace, but it's only because of the awareness of our Father's constant presence, caring, and provision that there is comfort and peace. Little girls grown tall. We twirl and play, dance and sing, dream of a wedding and engagement ring. We are just little girls grown tall after all. When we want to be heard, we yell and shout, trying to get hard feelings out. We are just little girls grown tall after all. We cry out loud, throw ourselves on the bed, look for a strong shoulder on which to rest our head. We are just little girls grown tall after all. We stomp our feet when we want our way for others to listen to what we say. We are just little girls grown tall after all. And when we've completed a job well done, we hope to receive a bit of praise, not much, but some. We're just little girls grown tall after all. And when we're afraid or feeling so small, we draw close to our Father, who to us is so tall. We wrap our arms around his waist, turn our eyes to look up at his face. Father, please help me, is all we can say in our most helpless, vulnerable little girl way. His presence alone calms the nerviest nerve, and his embrace overwhelms with love undeserved. My precious child, he says so gently, I am always with you. I hear your every call, for you are my little girl, just grown tall after all. I wanted to write these things down for myself, for my own encouragement and remembrance, but also in hopes that they might encourage others. During my cancer experience in 1991-92, my theme Bible verse was Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. At this point in my journey, with all that I am facing at this moment, and whatever the future may hold, the promise of his presence is now my theme. Hebrews 13.5 says, For he himself said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That amazing promise is on my heart and mind this night before. And it is what I hold on to. Now for some sleep. Thank you for listening to this portion of my cancer story. And as I share more about my cancer journey through the month of February and beyond, I just appreciate your support. And I hope that you feel encouraged as I wrestle with some of these things through my writing that you might 
recognize some of your own struggles in the midst of that and hopefully can work through some of that yourself. I also wanted to mention that February is a very important month for me in another way where I had the fulfillment of a dream last year in publishing my first book, Finding Myself Facing Cancer. And I actually went on to publish a workbook for patients making medical decisions called Keeping It Together, A Patient's Companion Through Decision Making. And that was published shortly after finding myself facing cancer. So it February is just really a bittersweet month for me. And I, again, I do hope that as I share from my experiences that you would be encouraged and even inspired. And if you have stories you'd like to share, I, I welcome you to let me know. And if you want to share them on the podcast, please feel free to let me know about that as well. But that is all I wanted to share with you for today. And so until next time, I hope all is well with you. And I look forward to sharing stories again with you soon. Thank you.